last time on Join the Party. What are we doing exactly? We are going to save Antopolis, just like I said we were going to do. Oh, that's right. Thanks, Alonzo. Johnny talks to the Undying Light and meets a shadowy companion. Decide soon, my prayer. This is acceptance or annihilation. They figure out that Callie has been the leader of the Blackfish this whole time, and Jamie leads them toward the Antopolis Sailing School, now appropriated as a Bone Whale cult hideout. Inside, they discover what really set Zuby off. The giant freaked out because it saw the whale, and now these people are praying to the whale to save their city. When Callie returns to her hideout with a new sacrifice in hand, Inara is ready for her. As she turns around, I'm going to stand up as if to look over her shoulder and then very swiftly and efficiently cut her throat. Lying to a robot about your human foibles? That is a new kind of capture code. Let's get the party started. What are we going to do about Tracy? Well, the truth will not make him happy. We could say that she chose to sacrifice herself. Or that she came to me and I had to respond. Yeah, that makes sense. Let's do that. All right, let's go. We walk back to the shack. Somber-faced, even though Inara is filled with more energy than she ever has been in her life. I push open the door. Jenny, stay down! Alonzo and Ev are chilling outside, kicking it with each other and showing each other their battle scars from this stealth mission. Did Alonzo hurt himself when he sneezed? Yeah. (laughs) He pulled pulled a muscle. And inside, Tracy's holding down Jamie still. Jamie's still thrashing about. So good news, bad news. Yeah. Uh, No more blackfish. Bad news. Callie is also no more. What? Callie came at me, and I had to... I had to do it. Tracy slowly releases Jamie and stands to his feet. Yeah, immediately Jamie scrambles up and grabs his sword and uh, runs outside. From the doorway, you can see him look around from one way or another, and for the first time since you've seen him, relaxes. I don't feel it anymore. They're gone. And he starts to walk away. Uh, Jamie, Jamie, come back. Big problem still remaining in this whole ghost well situation. Oh, no, no, I'm I'm done. Like, I assume they brought me back to murder the blackfish who killed me. And uh, I'm good. Like, deuces. Um, All the big gods in the sky are going to take me back in three Two, and he starts to like walk away and wave to you as he walks. And he's like, three, two, one. And he throws his arms up in the air. And he just holds there for a second. I'm going to walk over to him, put my arm on his shoulder. The gods aren't done with you yet. Help us save this city, and you will find even more peace. 
No, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait here for them to bring me out. Yeah, it's just gonna beam me up. Yeah, that's just gonna like you're gonna be hungry. It's gonna rain. You'll be cold. Someone will come down here, ask what's going on, look at the sword. It's gonna be awkward. Might as well just join us. Yeah, but no, seriously, let's just let's just talk for just one minute. While the three of them are talking outside, Tracy walks out and surveys the situation and is Where Anara, where is she? We fought on the edge of the dock and she fell backward into a boat. Um I cut it off from the dock so that in case she was still alive she couldn't jump back up and get to us. Um kicked it out into the river and a bunch of those ghost fish jumped into the boat. Trace, I didn't want to do it, and I would have brought her back if I could. But I think this means that we have defeated the blackfish. I and all right, it's, I know I know you love murdering. It's you don't have to like sugarcoat it for me. It's fine. I'm not saying you did murder. I'm saying it's okay. I'm glad the blackfish is over. We got some bigger problems to deal with now, like Jamie. Let's do this thing. All right. You're having a team meeting inside the shack. And Alonzo stands up and walks over to the altar and stands on top of it like it's a podium. And he says, all right, one uh, one thing down, two to go. Here's what we're going to do next. We're going to go over there. We're going to get in boats. Just me and my crew. That's all we're going to do. And we're going to go over there and we're going to kick some butt. And we're going to take down Zuby. And then we're going to take down the ghost whale. Take down the bone whale. Anyone have any questions? We don't actually want to kill Zuby since Zuby is the main source of infrastructure and stability of this city. It's like metaphorical kick butt. Like we're going to kick the situation's butt. He's very tall. I don't think he can be able to reach his butt. Again, metaphorical butt, not real butt. Uh, Maybe if ever... we were in the ship, Tracy. Again, one more time. Not, not, a, real, not a real butt. No, like but... just, just in the uptown girl. And we could just like hover, hover just like kind of just above taking off area. Yeah. And I think then with like the propellers, you like reach that long arm of the law out of a porthole again. That's really cool with like the ghost bump blades. It's great. And uh, I think you can hit, hit the butt that way. You might be small enough. I could just hold you with the long arm of the law and shoot you out. And, and you I can hit the butt his, directly. You can hit his butt directly. Yeah. Have either of you actually kicked a butt? It's not as uh, rewarding as you'd think. Not a stone Jay- giant butt, Jamie, no. <laughs> Jamie slams his sword on the ground, and something starts to light on fire behind him. No more talking about butts! <laughs> I lost my butt when I came back, <laughs> and this is very hurtful. Well, yeah, uh, no, Half of his butt. <laughs> it's all bone now. I have only a bone butt. I feel you. Alonzo says, again, last time, metaphorical butt. But we got to go over there. And I think I know how. Uh, petition, let's relocate this meeting outside the burning building. Seconded. Oh, we're just going to keep that going? Nice, nice, nice. Okay, sweet. Yeah. Smash cut. You guys are standing at the end of the dock. The shed is starting to genuinely light on fire and smoke is climbing into the air. Uh, all right, guys. What boat looks right to you? Want to take one or two? And I stretch my arm grandly over the side of the dock. DM, what kind of boats are there? What's the biggest one there? Can it take a full crew complement of all of us? Yeah, there's one sailboat that is pretty sizable. I jump on to one of the boats and take my position as captain. Nice. All aboard the SS Undying Light. Whatever, man. You guys coming? And Anara is going to jump onto the back of the boat. Tracy follows. Uh, on his way there, he kind of bumps his elbow into Jamie. He's like, hey, man, we cool? Jamie looks at you, fire smoldering in his eyes, and he says, Don't worry. I'm going to get you back. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, I'm going to get you back too. Good one. Yeah. And he puts his arm around you roughly and walks with you over to the ship. 
I do the spell treatment of the boat, casting light all throughout the ship to give everyone nice visibility and so that I can pilot the ship in a good and safe way. Sounds good. I like that. I'll give you advantage on perception checks. Hey, Ev, let's go. I need some help untying here. Inara does not need help. She's just trying to get him on the boat, just so we're all clear. Ev takes a running jump and does a somersault in the air and lands right on the boat safely. I high-five him satisfyingly. Nice. As you're crossing the river, fish, please make a perception check. So 15. Okay. As you are steering the boat, I was thinking that. To your right, you see another boat streaking across the river. Do I recognize anything about it? It's dark, so you can't see much. And since there's light near you, your visibility that far is gone. But you see only one person, and it's going very fast. How many feet away is it? 100. There's a vessel over there, guys. And I point starboard. Okay, all of you make perception checks then. Uh, six. Ugh. Eleven. Ugh. Ev got an eight, and Jamie got a nat 20. Hey, Ooh, thanks, Jamie. Jamie, stand, Jamie stands up and says, don't worry, I got him. And he jumps out of the boat. He is swimming as fast as he can. With his flaming sword held high, you can watch him as he nears closer and closer and closer to the other boat. Okay, before he even gets, like, way too far, I'm going to use my prestidigitation and just yell out, State your intentions! Because you got a dude with a sword coming at you! Sorry about that! Fish, with your perception check before, you can see the person in the boat turn towards the flaming sword and then just goes exactly the other way away from Jamie. And they are now chasing each other towards the right across the river. Now the boat is going away from you guys, and so is Jamie. Johnny, let's see if we can follow them. As you guys look around to try to see if you have any possibility of catching up of Jamie and as if you're watching the two combatants swim away, Ev says, uh, guys, I think we have... You know, that thing where it's someone that you don't want around you, and I th- and then they become a part of your party, and then they're coming really fast, and it's dangerous. Company? Yeah, company. Even in the darkness, you see clumps of shadows coming towards the boat. The scrolls. We, the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The no, scrolls, we have to. The scrolls, they need to go. Uh, hey, Tracy, can I get those scrolls right now? Yeah, let me just get my bag. I think there's something right behind the... Trace, what? Right now. Oh, here you go. Sorry. And then I toss my bag at Anara. And I'm going to chuck those scrolls in our wake so that hopefully it stalls the ghost fish. As your boat speeds through the river, you see that as each scroll drops into the water, it starts to fizzle like an Alka-Seltzer. And you see these ghost fish jump into the air and just like swallow and attack each scroll. And they're way more concentrated on the scrolls than they are of you. Nice. Oh, guys, we were supposed to eat the scrolls. Do I recognize the one that bit my butt? <laughs> Yeah, as you see one fish jump into the air. A dull ache starts in your left cheek. (laughs) And the fish has a scrap of a tunic just stuck within its bones. And you realize that's your tunic. Okay. Are you just at peace with that? I I mean, I I ain't going to do anything about it. I give it, I I tip my fedora at it and move on. (laughs) About 100 feet out, as you make it past the bonefish attack, the other boat runs aground, and the person in there jumps out, 
And then Jamie surfaces and starts running towards that person. And they get lost within the ruins of the city. I, using my boat skills, park the boat, using my boat skills, safely, using my boat skills, (laughs) so that we can, using my boat skills, reuse this boat later, and I properly do the thingies so that it stays in the place so it no go-go. I like, (laughs) yeah, okay. Alonzo jumps out and starts running towards the center of the ruins. Says, all right, let's go, come on, let's go find Zuby. I carefully place the plank so I can walk off the boat and not just trip and fall because I know I would. Osteoporosis is a real concern. Tracy rushes past Johnny and sort of shoves him on the way out of the boat. (laughs) Uh, And Nara jumps out too. Let's try to keep a safe distance from the giant and kind of stay kind of close, but not too close to each other in case one of us falls under the charm spell. I'm going to try to distract it and get it to come towards me with light. So I have a mind reading potion from uh, from back in the, the chops, remember, when I was totally the champion. F um, and F says, what? That is dope as fuck. I know chops is really fun, but sometimes they don't let you play. Uh, thanks, bro. We're going to debrief later about how dope this is indeed. Uh, but if <laughs> Zuby is caught in a waking nightmare and I can talk to him in that nightmare, maybe I can talk him out of it. Alonzo says, okay. I'm ready. Give me the potion. Alonzo, we can't risk you getting hurt. We're here to keep you safe. We haven't tested this. Normally, royal potion tester, I'm sure you got one of those back in the castle and make sure it's not like poison or anything. Uh, don't have that here. And listen, as your defender, I can't let you taste an unknown substance. Hmm. You're right. I'm going to hide over here instead. <laughs> and Alonzo points to a, to a ruin over to the left. It's like, all right. Got my orders. Aye, aye. Other idea. Why don't you come with us? That way, if something goes terribly wrong, you can rescue me. I, I'm our... Yes. A, what? Yes. Anyway. Good. <laughs> and Anara's just going to kneel down, grab that potion from the bottom of her pack, where it has been for many episodes. It's warm. It's like, you know, you have a... When you have a soda that's been, like, rolling around in a car for so long, you, like, feel that it's been in the bottom of your bag. It's a little bit, like, dusty with, like, M&M crumbs. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to chug that potion in one go. All right, Amanda, here's the deal with this thought spell. When you drink this, you can just look at a creature that you want, and you can hear their thoughts, what's on their mind at the moment. You can also probe deeper into their thoughts. They need to make a wisdom saving throw. If it fails, you gain insight into its reasoning, if any, its emotional state, and something that looms large in its mind, such as something that it worries over, loves, or hates. If it succeeds, though, the spell ends. Okay. So Ev, and then Inara, and then Johnny, and then Tracy start to advance toward the ruins. Where's Alonzo? Oh, fuck, I forgot about Alonzo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so the thing is, it's it, we, we took the plague behind us as we were going, and we're like, "Oh <laughs> shit, sorry, Alonzo." No, no, I, he was first, actually. Okay, so I'm gonna actually just write Alonzo on my paper. You guys are sneaking up to the center of the city. You're walking through new ruins that are matching the other side, the Antopolis city proper, but everything looks a lot more dilapidated. You are seeing the bones of these buildings as you near the center of the city. You start to hear. The thump. It's like thunder, and it's a totally clear day. It's a thump, and then another thump, and a crash. And about a hundred feet away, 
you see the looming purple visage of Zuby. And again, Zuby's walking lackadaisically through the city, just kind of swinging his club wherever it may land, destroying buildings as he walks through, stomping on whatever comes upon his path. And he's heading right towards you guys. I'm going to put my hand on Alonzo's shoulder and duck to the left or the right. Is there any kind of like overhang or building we can sort of shelter behind for a second? Sure. Over to your left is a ruined outcrop of uh, what used to be a building. Cool. I'm going to kind of steer Alonzo toward there and wave the rest of the party over to kind of shelter with me next to that wall. Sure. All of you make stealth checks. I got a non-natural 20. Great. Chagirl, for once, got a natural 20. Hey! In an assassin-related thing. Eight. Cool. Uh, Johnny, you look around trying to keep an eye on everyone, and you don't see Anara anymore. And Anara's, like, looking (laughs) inside the building, like, waving you over. (laughs) But everyone runs over pretty quickly. Ev trips a little bit and, like, scrambles just to keep going. But you don't know if Zuby saw you or not. Alonzo trips over something buried in the ground and just falls right on his face. And he looks back and he goes, ah! And you all look over and there is a skeleton gripping a bow with two hands and a quiver of arrows on the skeleton back. And Alonzo says, dibs. Alonzo then looks at all of you and grabs it, puts the quiver on his back. Oh, no. Oh, I'm sorry. He, he called the bow. I grabbed the arrows. No, shut up. He gets everything. He called dibs on everything. Can I uh, do like a check to see if it's magical properties? Yeah. Do you want? If it's cursed, I'm not telling him. <laughs> Eight plus five. Wow, you're getting this really weird feeling coming from the... No, it's about just a bow and arrow. <laughs> hey, Lonzo. I uh, wouldn't use the fourth and fifth arrow in that quiver. <laughs> <laughs> Alonzo makes very wide eyes at you. And he says, how do I... They're all just in a quiver. How would I know how ma- which ones they are? You didn't pay attention? How they were when they no, were on the ground? No, I didn't count the arrows. What was I? I didn't know who did do it. Anyway, guys, let's keep our voices down with the giant, giant looming over us over there. Thanks for telling us a little meeting that I called. Uh, very important to me that we have an actual battle plan. What's the agenda? Uh, the agenda is, one, how do we get out alive? Two, what snacks are we going to eat afterward? Okay, who has the minutes of the last meeting? Uh, you can search in your backpack on the boat when we get there. As you guys are talking about your agenda. <laughs> Nachos? Oh, God. <laughs> Zuby. Cheese sticks. Starts lackadaisically walking towards the building you were coming from. I have an idea for the next agenda item. Pretzels? Let's move to a different building. Johnny, can you cast something to keep the giant in one place? I'm going to poke my head out the window and cast dancing lights to fly around his head. How do you shoot dancing lights up? I stick my head out the window, do my finger guns right at Zuby and go, lights, camera, action. (laughs) The lights zoom out of your finger guns and they encircle Zuby's head. And you know what? He's distracted by them. He's watching them go by, but he's not disoriented. He's just like, this is my life now. There are lights going around my head. I don't want him to be disoriented. I want him to still have a good time and enjoy them. Yeah. Okay. What do you guys do? So in that initial moment of disorientation or questioning, Inara is going to run to the nearest shelter she can find closest to Zuby. Is there like a column, a building, a wall within 15, 20 feet of him? Sure. There's a low wall 
about 10 feet from his right, which is within his charm radius. All right, so I am going to stealthily kind of crouch run toward that wall and hunker down behind it, look right at Zuby and channel this mind-reading potion. I haven't felt any different, but I want to try to overhear what's going on in his mind. And Tracy follows behind Anara, trying to keep as stealthy as possible, keeping within 30 feet of Anara. Can Alonzo be uncharacteristically waiting? Oh, yeah. Alonzo didn't move with you guys. He's hunkered down in the in the same building with Ev. Is he still trying to figure out which one is the fourth and fifth arrow? Yeah, he's counting all of them. And you're like, how did I not pay attention? Okay. <laughs> like My a good babysitter, work. you gave him a puzzle to work out <laughs> instead of getting into trouble with the neighborhood kids. And right. it's going to make him smarter. It and will. he'll learn a lesson. It will. Now that you're within th- his radius, you need to make a charisma saving throw. Sure. I send out the Orb of Undying Light to Inara to assist her with this task. Big money, big money, big money. Twelve. Three. Okay, here we go. You feel the stone tendrils try to enter your mind. You feel like your mind is being paved over, like it's being overrun by stone. But at your darkest moment, a light just bursts in your mind and the stone pulls back and you are not charmed by Zuby. I want to concentrate as hard as I can on gleaning his present thoughts, staring okay. right at him. Zuby's mind as you look into it is kind of a mess. His present thoughts are just all over the place. They're floaty. You can't even get a good reach on them. The one thing that you see like floating through is just the sentence, What is this? It's dreamy, it's cloudy, nothing's clear except for him asking, What is this? What is this? What is this? Johnny, make a constitution save, please. Nine. (laughs) As you see the ball of light touch Anara, crawling from the inside of the lantern, Hello again. Is your shadow friend. What took you so long? I thought you'd never call me back. I just figured you wanted to go on a nice uh, date, so I brought you to this dark ruin. Ooh, you know me so well. You know what the best way to get close to someone is? I'm sure it's hurting me somehow. Doing activities together. And the shadow grabs you from the front of the shirt and pulls you five feet towards the wall. (sighs) Make a Christmas saving throw. Yeah, okay, that's good. Nine plus four. There you go. Thirteen. Once again, same thing happens. You fight off Zuby's charm. And the shadow says, Oh, that would have been so sweet. Yeah, but then we wouldn't be able to play again next time. See you then, John. Hi, it's Amanda. Have you ever gotten home after a long day? Or maybe woken up on a Sunday where you have nowhere to be and put together just the perfect meal for yourself? Breakfast for dinner or leftovers for breakfast or toast with weird toppings or maybe my favorite plate of stuff. And you sit down on your couch with your perfect for you meal, put on a show you love and think, yes, good. Adulthood is not always what we thought it would be when we were kids, but sometimes it is a weird dinner while watching cartoons. And that is pretty beautiful. Anyway, this is that dinner. Welcome to the mid-roll.
The biggest of all welcomes to our newest patrons, Ronnie, Jeffrey, Fonda, Mark, Lillian, Callie, Gavin, Lisa, Ancoria, Erin, and Annie. Thank you all so much for joining us, and we have some exciting news to share about our Patreon. We added more stuff and more tears and more goals. Existing patrons now get more rewards than ever, including early access to every episode at the $10 tier and above. We added new goals, like commissioning a poster-quality map of Fidopolis. And there are new tiers, including the party favor level, I thought it was a funny pun, where you get actual physical stuff from us. A package full of dice, merch, other games, stickers, whatever goodness we can scrounge up delivered right to you. Check that out and sign up for access to our poppin' patron-only Discord at patreon.com slash jointhepartypod. Oh, by the way, Eric and Brandon were on the D&D Character Lab podcast this week talking about our Warforged robot son, Tracy, character creation, world building, and more. Check out the episode in any podcast player. The show is called the D&D Character Lab. We are sponsored this week by 20-Sided Store in Brooklyn, New York. And we are back with our favorite Q&A segment, Master Dungeon Master with Lauren Belanco. Lauren is an experienced DM and game store co-owner here to answer any questions you have about games and gaming, which you can submit anytime by emailing us, hello at jointhepartypod.com. This week's question, do you have any favorite RPGs set in a well-established fictional universe like Lord of the Rings or Star Trek? Lauren says there is a 5e system that came out last year by Cubicle 7 for Lord of the Rings called Adventures in Middle-Earth that I love. I haven't played it yet, but the new Star Trek Adventures by Modiphius looks pretty sweet. If you're a Star Wars fan, Fantasy Flight RPG is solid. Play Force-sensitive characters in Force and Destiny, be part of the Resistance in Age of Rebellion, or form a band of smugglers in Edge of the Empire. Thank you, Lauren, Master Dungeon Master. Check out all 20-Sided Store has to offer at 20sidedstore.com. That's 20 spelled out, sidedstore.com. And if I can ask one final favor of you, can you tell one friend about GTP today? We are a weird little show, but if you're listening, I hope you agree with me that we are also very awesome. And it's hard to describe what we are exactly to people, which is why we need your help to grow the party. So text or call or tweet someone today who would love to get in on this action. Maybe your partner, your coworker, your cool spinster aunt who's always been a lot more awesome than you realized. We really appreciate it. And now let's get back to the show. I am going to say as loudly as I can toward Zuby. It's real life, Zoo. It seems like an illusion. It seems like a nightmare. But none of those things you're seeing are real. Zuby turns towards you and says, These are words, 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 words. Until I see something I know is real, what can I tell what is fabrication and what is not? Zuby, in times of darkness, you have to screw your courage to the sticking place. And take on faith sometimes, what's real and what's not. I know it's scary in there. And I can help you. I can tell you. I can be a second voice of reason and tell you what's real and what isn't. And then Inara stands up and kind of waves her hand and says, Me down here, I am really real. I'm right here. All these buildings around you, really real. It's kind of cold out here. That's also real. And I think I can hear from the shores of Antopolis some people yelling and having a good time in their evening. 
That's real too. Zuby walks forward towards you. He's about 10 feet away from you now. And at this point, you can see how massive a stone giant is. He's taller than any building you've seen. He leans down, almost with purpose, puts his hand on the ground, and says, Well, what I can touch is real. Climb aboard, little dream. And he lays out his hand for you. There's the rub, Zuby. Neither of us are going to shuffle off this mortal coil if we go together. I promise. So, take me away. And I'm going to step up onto his palm. Behind my back, I am going to flash an okay sign to where Tracy and Johnny are. Tracy sees this and lowers his long arm of the law. I'm going to run back towards the other guys and I'm going to try to gather us to maybe go after Jamie. Zuby lifts Anara up upon his shoulder. And Anara, from this height, you can see the entire city, both this city and the other one. Even in, without its main source of power, Antopolis is beautiful from up there. With the limited light it has, it still twinkles like a few stars in the sky. And Zuby says, Look at this. I made that. These humans, these tiny people, would be nothing without me. And when I lose a little bit of touch, when this dream overtakes me, what do I get in return? Fear. Destruction. Distrust. Nets and knives. Nothing. They worship a bone whale, something that came out of a dark portal in the middle of the river. Why don't they trust me? When people panic, function is smothered in surmise. Nothing is but what is not. They're not rational. They don't make the same decisions. They don't live by the same values. Panic makes fools of us all. And... I think you should judge them by their best and not by their worst. Zuby sighs and says, Well, that's the most realistic thing I've heard. And apparently I've been walking through dreams for a long time. Is there actually a bone monster out there? There is. In the shape of a whale. Huh. Well... At least I wasn't dreaming that. Do you know from whence it came? When the second star winked out in the sky, a hole, a drain, a cosmic drain, appeared in the center of the river. From there, the monster swam out. I, I thought I had been above ground for so long that I, I did not remember. I don't know. Like, that seems crazy to me. But... I thought I, I thought I'd lost it, but as the water flooded the caverns from my home, where my people had carved our stories, our our living in the side of 
of old ruins. The bone whale lives there now. The whale has created a pool where I cannot go. I'm a person of stone. Stones do not swim. I can show you how to get there. It's dangerous. And they might still be out there, but you can do it. I'll go where the danger lives. But if we're able to bring the whale to the surface, could you take it on? No. This, <laughs> this is not my fight anymore. I'm still regaining touch with reality. I can't go from what has brought me to the brink of madness in the first place. You can do it. And the flaming one. He's running around with a flaming sword. It's easy to see, though. I'm going to sort of tap the top of the finger that I'm holding on to and really just turn to fully face Zubi and say, Zubi, it's, it's the whale that's murdered sleep that's caused this dream for you. And once I take care of it, you're going to be okay. And things will be back to normal. And people will realize how grateful they've been for you all along. I hope so. He says as he lowers you to the ground. Oh, one, one thing. If I were you, I would choose the statue with the legs. You'll see. Just point me in that direction. That's what I'll do. He levels a long translucent arm towards the south. And you see that in the center of the city, like in the other side of Antopolis, there is a massive stone column. But here, there is a very large hole right in the center. A cavern. Thank you so much. And I'm going to come back to see you when this is all done. You'll find me. I'm the one who's very, very large. Give my friends and me safe passage, Zubi, and we'll see you soon. Zubi makes an exaggerated bow towards all of you. His eyes are starting to focus for the first time, and he says, Exit. Pursued by no one. And he takes off to the left. All five of you are standing to the entrance of the center column. There's a dark mouth of a cave right in front of you. I'm going to assume the light situation is not good. It is very poor. (laughs) It is anti-light. There is very little light in there. Ev says, so, um, we didn't. We're just going to walk in there. We're just whatever uh, a massive giant tells us to. I, I vote Evan goes first. No, I want the opposite. All those in favor say yay. 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 And R just looks at Tracy. Yes, we're going in there. Yes, I trust Subi. And yes, I don't mind going first. Johnny, light me up. I'm going to cast Dancing Light, placing one to kind of follow Inara in front of her. Then one to go behind her and in between her and the next person and so on and so forth. And I'll be the last person because I won't have one in front of me, but I'll have my staff that has the lantern cool cool, cool. i like it ev says we're a chain of light here's the thing um i'm super afraid of the dark and i don't trust 
that giant who went crazy and destroyed a bunch of stuff. I saw it. I don't like it. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to wait outside and I'm going to wait for Jamie and it's all going to be fine. All right. That sounds good. But Zuby said that we have safe passage. So if he comes up or if you see him, don't be afraid. He's going to be fine. Just don't engage. All right. Yeah. 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 I, I think I'll be able to, um, you know, it's that thing where you try to be peaceful and not fight and be friends with other people. I think you just out. said it. You just said it the best way you could. You got you got detente. You got truce. You got uh, be peaceful and be friends. Be peaceful and be friends. I like. Okay, I got it. Truce. Got, I'll take truce. Party. Okay, I'm gonna hang you out here. Just you guys, chill. Good luck. Hey Ev. Look, I know we've been. Uh, what's that word? You're a big jerk. Yeah, yeah, big jerk. <laughs> um, but if you get bored. There's chess in this bag here, and um, if you get in trouble, just say these two words. And I take out a piece of parchment and write, let's play. Fold it up and give it to Evan. Ev opens it and says, don't say it now. You four walk into a long, narrow hallway. It stretches 100 feet forward. And it ends at a stone wall dead end. Near that far wall, about 10 feet from the end, two statues stand on two pedestals. These statues are about a foot and a foot and a half tall. And they are standing on pedestals that come up to about your waist. One statue has long legs, twice the size of its torso. And the other one is a regular size statue that has wings. They are humanoid in shape, except for these two differences between these two statues. The one on the left has long legs. The one on the right has wings. What's the writing situation? Any thieves can't? There is none of either. There's no words? Nope. Oh, these guys deserve names. I'm going to write down their names. Sure. So the one on the left is named Jimothy, and the one on the right is Steve. (laughs) I was going to say Sergeant. Um, I was going to say Leggy and Wingy. Also good. Wingdefer. Wingdefer. Oh, no. Wing. This is why... This is Wingafred. Wingfred. Wingafred. Wingafred. <laughs> okay. Wingfried and Roy. Anyway, okay. We got there. It took us a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> we got there. Inara's going to walk up to the statue on the left, and once everyone else is caught up, lay my hand on the foot of the statue. Nothing happens. I'm going to lay my hand on the other foot of the statue. Yeah, nothing happens. I'm going to look over my hey, shoulder and uh, say, uh, guys? So, Inara, why are you touching those feet? Uh, Zuby said to choose this one, and I don't know what that means. So when you choose things, you touch their feet? I'm not going to answer that. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I'll take a couple steps back and say hello and look up at the statue. The statue, being a statue, does not respond. Hey, Tracy. Okay, DM. I... I'm just trying to solve your statue puzzle. <laughs> I think if to speak giant, you just have to yell a lot louder and a lot bassier. Why are we speaking giant? Because we're in a giant cave. Seems like an average cave to me. But uh, bump. <laughs> a lot. Wait, okay, can, we, can you describe the? Hello? <laughs> what What's you, the light what? situation by the statue? <laughs> <laughs> the light's fine. What's the <laughs> right situation? I think we walk out of the cave and this is the end of the campaign and we, <laughs> we quit. So the statues 
are not holding their hands out. They're not like going for a high five. Why don't we all roll investigation checks? If player Brandon rings a help horn, does he get a clue? (laughs) (laughs) Bring one next time. Everyone pick one thing, one skill you're going to do, and I'll give you that roll. Nature. No, history. I'm going to do perception. I rolled an 18 plus three for a 22. Sick. 18 total. For history? History. Nice. I rolled investigation, and I got a five plus five for a 10. Also, is my danger sense going off? No, your spider sense is fine. Great. Uh, Well, you know, like traps? Yeah. Cool. I mean, so far, nothing is amiss, so you're chill. Great. We're going to go in order. Anara, you did perception? I did. Okay, you look around the dead end, and there are three, like, doors that are carved (laughs) into the far wall, but they're not, they're like, it's sheer to the face of the wall. They're also higher than your size would be able to clamber up on. So, so they're like, like above my head and sort of flush at the wall. Yes. There's one on the left, one on the right, and one right in the center. And they're about 10 feet in the air. Okay. Johnny, you rolled history? About these two wonderful characters whose names are... Jimothy and Steve. Yeah. So you recognize that these are giant folk creatures? They come from two different giant fable, where it's about two giants that escaped a town that was on fire. One ran away and only got as far as the nearest other mountain and had to look back and see his city on fire. And the other one took a leap of faith jumping off of a cliff. And although he did not see the fire, he had to believe that he might grow wings and survive. Tracy, what did you do? Investigation. Right. These two items are really valuable, actually. They're made out of really valuable stone, something like granite or adamite. And you can carve them into intricate statues, as you see, or you can carve them into weapons, and they're very, very powerful. Inara's going to walk forward and pick up the long leg statue. As you pick up the statue with the long legs, the center door opens, and you all hear a rumbling. I'm going to look from side to side, and then put the statue back. It takes you a few seconds to react, and as you put the statue back down, the door that opened starts to lower, but it only makes it a few feet while a boulder busts through the door and is rolling right at you for Everyone make an acrobatics. Do you think I can punch a boulder? It, you, yeah, <laughs> I do have stats for punching the boulder if you want to punch the boulder. Oh my God, why am I rolling so bad today? 14 to acrobatically lunge forward to safety. Okay. 21 for me. Great. Okay, well, brag about it. 11 plus 1 for a 12. Okay. Hey, I did better than Chase. <laughs> Alonzo goes, ah! And jumps forward, dodging out of the way like Anara does. Johnny, you make it out of the way by the skin of your teeth. <sighs> hey, Tracy. Sorry, what? Hey, Trace. What's going on, bud? Jeez, the number of dice he just rolled. <laughs> You're luckily, you were not pinned underneath the boulder and it bounces behind you, but it smacks you right in the back. And you take 10 points of damage and you land face down at your front. The boulder speeds past all four of you and pins itself right in the entrance of the cavern that you came from. You hear the small pounding against the door of Evan 
and some very muffled screams of being like. Last time we trust a giant. We're okay, Evan. Don't worry. Uh, I mean, worry a little bit. We're stuck. I'm going to turn to everybody else and say, okay, so my play didn't work. Oh, what are y'all's ideas? Tracy runs over, grabs the other statue. No, no, no. God damn it. Do it. The thing was open. Do it, do it, do it, do it. Tracy, the other two doors open and you hear a rumbling. Uh, guys, let's go to the middle door quickly. Let's go. So I'm going to reach up and use the long arm of the law to kind of grapple the edge of the doorway and then kind of like ferry people up and climb up my body and my arm to the doorway. Sure. Why don't you make an athletics for all of that? Well. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you say that? Seriously. Don't, say, Seriously, don't ever, literally ever say anything ever. Wow, Eric looks so happy. I die, I think. <laughs> What'd you roll? Um, it was a five plus three. Yeah, Tracy, as you shoot your long over the long up there, you can't pull yourself up. Maybe it's the rumbling, your danger sense is going off. You can't pull yourself up. I had a long day. It's, I'm very tired. Yeah, I'm sorry. And also, you just got hit by a boulder. I got hit by a boulder. It happens. <laughs> I forgot to write my health on this. And I <laughs> just now remembered, so I had to look it up because apparently it's relevant. I'm a strong boy, not a, not a flip boy. At the same time, I'm going to jump up, pull myself onto the pedestal to the left, yeah. and from there, try to jump up into the door frame. Great. All right. Acrobatics? Yep. Okay. I got a 13 plus 5 for an 18. Cool. You jump off. What does it look like? I'm going to put my hands up on the pedestal, pull myself up, and from there, make a leap as much as my little legs carry me toward the door frame, clutch it with my hands, pull myself up, and lay on my belly, looking back out into the room with my arms stretched downward to try to help pull whoever Alonzo may be up. Johnny, Alonzo comes to you and grabs you by the front of the shirt and says, I don't want to get hit by a boulder. Jump up, jump, jump, jump up. And here's the thing, Alonzo rolled a four. So he tries <laughs> oh, to no! jump and he just lands smack against the wall. Okay, so I'm going to push Alonzo towards the wall and cast Blade Ward on myself, which if we're going to consider these boulders as weapons, uh, sure. gives me resistance to bludgeoning damage. And I'm going to cover him. Okay, what does Blade Ward look like? As he's cowering on the ground, I trace a sigil in the air that looks uh, vaguely swordish. One of the sigils is a sword. One is like a hammer and... One is like an arrow. Those three sigils then come hit me, giving me resistance to piercing, bludgeoning, or slashing damage. All right, Johnny, you're pressed up against Alonzo, and you hear the rumbling come faster and faster and faster. And as you turn back, a one boulder is coming barreling out of one doorway, and another boulder is coming barreling out of the other doorway. And as both of you are pressed up against the wall, the two boulders smash each other above your heads in a massive explosion. And you might have taken damage from the falling debris, but the blade ward keeps you guys safe. Tracy, you're just dirty now. You're covered in rock dust. Just how I like to be. Nice. And as you guys are holding your breath and not dead, you turn around and in the rubble from the two boulders, 
is a black, inky, goopy, sludgy mess that starts coming towards you. Let's roll initiative. Join the Party is brought to you by Brandon Grugel, Amanda McLaughlin, Michael Fichet, and me, Eric Silver. I am your host and game master. Brandon edits, mixes, and scores the show. Amanda manages our community and our digital life. And Michael archives, manual checks, and cartographs our world. Special thanks to our creative consultants, Connor McLaughlin, Julia Shafini, and Hetty Hunt. The Party doesn't stop here. The day after every episode comes out, we publish The After Party where we sit down to discuss what just happened and learn what could have happened. Send us your questions anytime. Join our community online by following at JoinThePartyPod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We've also got every episode up on our website, jointhepartypod.com. And you can email us questions or stories anytime at hello at jointhepartypod.com. If you're enjoying this ride as much as we are, help the show out by subscribing to us in iTunes and leaving a quick rating. For even more Join the Party goodness, check out our Patreon. Just a few dollars will get you access to drawings, character backstories, bloopers, and so much more at patreon.com slash jointhepartypod. We'll see you in two weeks. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here.